Hello and welcome to episode three of On an Unrelated Note. It is episode three, even though it's been an entire year. And alongside me is Daniel, as always. How are you, sir? I am quite well. How are you, good sir? I'm doing well. Uh, this uh, is a little different even in that year time span because this episode, if everything goes according to plan, will be on YouTube and video format. So this won't just be an audio format. So that's exciting, I think, maybe. It could be. I, I mean, it's no more, it's slightly less exciting than the uh, degree I have obtained since we were last uh, last year. And only that, that will only make sense if we actually end up on YouTube uh, in well, video format. So we'll see. There you go. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a lot of, of things have happened in between. Uh, for me, I had a whole lot of change. Um, during the the just before the virus stuff hit i of course uh sold my house well i say of course like anyone knows i sold my house um was waiting for one to be built so i had a three-month period in which i had the um privilege of uh living at my uh my dad's house until that was done that was that was an experience uh which made it nearly impossible for me to be able to record anything uh, on top of that, I switched jobs in the middle of all of that. And of course, when we first started recording back last fall, uh, Sawyer had just been born. So generally at night I had him and that was the biggest thing for me that really threw things off. It was tough for me to have him at night because our our rotation since I stay up late was I'd have him till two or so and then Bethany would take him over. And for me, it just started to become impossible. And I know you were busy as well. Uh, what kind of things did you have going on in that time frame? Uh, let's see. When did we last record? Roughly what? We're right at a year because you had okay. just gone to Horror Nights. I had. So it was probably a little later. I can't remember if I went in September or October. No, yeah, I can't uh, remember either. Anyway, roughly that. Um, let's see. October 2019. We are now September 2020. Uh, nothing whatsoever has changed in my life. Yay! That's exciting. Uh, it is exactly the same. Um, that's that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, <laughs> obviously, things have changed for everybody, but um, yeah, life isn't fun right now. <laughs> uh, you know, it has its moments. Um, but in all seriousness, I live in the same house. I have the same job. I drive the same car. Um, I tried to get a second job that kind of <laughs> went weird, but... Um, yeah, we've talked about that. It's not working out well at all. Not particularly, but that's okay. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I kind of needed that. Um, I've made many failed attempts at, um, you know, little side projects. I started a YouTube channel that lasted for, eh, you know, a couple of weeks. and Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, I've uh, just been doing my thing, just working and um, obsessing over baseball and uh, reading a lot and uh, same things I've been doing for over 30 years now. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, one point I will make that uh, is exciting, at least for us, is uh, back in June, uh, me and my family basically said, screw it, we're tired of being in the house, let's drive to Florida. And 
booked a trip two days prior and drove down to Florida and met up with you guys at Legoland for the day. And Legoland in the world of the virus, I've not been outside of that, but it seemed quite dead, which was nice. I like a theme park with basically no one in it. I, I enjoyed that atmosphere. You were down here? Well, I'm pretty sure. There was some guy who looked a lot like you anyway. I did, nobody told me. I, I didn't get the, the memo. <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> um, no. Um, yeah, you know, it's a it's a totally different atmosphere, and, and that's the only park I've been to as well in that time. Um, there were definite advantages to it. You got to love um, not waiting in super long lines for rides. Um, but the atmosphere has definitely changed, um, understandably so. And uh, it's, a, it's a little tougher to uh, talk ourselves into going to the parks, both for safety reasons and just, you know, it's not quite the experience that it is in normal times. Yeah, yeah, that's totally understandable. I um, even, I, I rarely watch vloggers on YouTube, but when I do turn it over, you can tell that they're kind of struggling to do any content outside of, look at the theme park, it's empty. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely not as much in the way of shows and you know, different parades uh, at a lot of the parks, special events and things. It's pretty much, hey, here are the rides that we're offering right now. And uh, it's, it's kind of a watered-down experience. It's more like what you would get at your standard, like, regional theme park. Um, you know, obviously a little little bit better perhaps but the difference is not as noticeable uh right now yeah i i completely agree with that and i mean i enjoyed the day at legoland and that was partially probably just getting hang out with you guys all day but yes. uh the like walking onto rides is amazing there are things that i do hope stick around from this uh there's nothing better to me than restaurants that never would have had curbside before like i i like my coffee in the morning and i like being able to drive up to a donut shop and just be like i'm out here bring my stuff <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't like to have to stand in line I, I don't mind crowds but i get annoyed with them after a while so i these are little things that i kind of hope stick around and i've been working from home since march so i rarely leave the house so it is nice to at least drive out and pick up stuff on occasion. I'm totally with you. I have always been a big curbside proponent. Um, I initiated the curbside program, uh, not in my current job, but at my last job um, as a, a librarian. I brought books to people um, curbside so they wouldn't have to come in if they didn't feel so great, if they had a car full of kids, if they were in a hurry, whatever. Um, nice. So I was always big on that. Um, I, uh, one of the things I miss uh, about Kentucky is uh, Kroger, um, which we don't have down here. And you got Publix. We do. Um, and everybody loves Publix. And I, uh, be honest with you, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kroger started, and, and you know, everybody else does uh, curbside uh, in terms of, of grocery services. But with Kroger, um, the when they originated 
click list. I was on board from day one. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm always a big fan of that. Um, I worked from home for about two months uh, during all this. So I was um, always, a, you know, it's been my, my dream to get to work from home, have a, a home-based job. Um, so I got a little taste of that. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm all for some of these changes uh, becoming more of a common thing. You know, as far as something else that uh, is kind of up in the air in this, Bethany and I are season ticket holders for UK football and we've uh, yes. given them our money for said season tickets. I mean, even in their promised model of 10 games, if I were to go to 10 games, I still didn't pay. I paid for more uh, than what we'd be going to because I, I don't know how many home games. I guess it'd be five and five. I haven't looked, but even at that, like it's 20% attendance. So at this point it's uh there's been zero word, nothing, no, this many people, this many people, you're getting your money back. We're just going to keep it and say, screw you. Not a word. So it, it's, it's interesting. The things you don't even think about that are going to be affected by this whole situation. Yeah. And I get that it's a tough decision for, you know, any organization to make, to, to come up with a plan, figure out exactly what they're going to do, try to keep as many people happy as possible. Um, I do think, you know, even though the, the season is starting late uh, for the SEC, you know, we are over a week into September. Uh, I think it's time to give you guys a little bit of guidance on what's going to happen. Um, but having been a student uh, and an employee of the University of Kentucky, I'm not at all surprised that they're stringing people along. It's yeah, it's something. Skipping on further, uh, the current season uh, for me, at least September first, basically through November first, is is Halloween for me. I mean, I'd start even earlier. I don't care. I love horror movies. I love everything related to it. I love the season, but this year's going to be weird, obviously. Uh, the big announcements, uh, HHN 30, which would obviously have been huge. I mean, they were talking about, I, there were rumors of icon houses and a Beetlejuice house. And I mean, pretty, pretty great things. That's gone. There is an announcement tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. There are some guesses that it's going to be daytime houses, um, like some mini HHN at night. But, I mean, who knows what they're going to say. Uh, Kings Island canceled their haunt and went with, like, a trick-or-treat thing. Um, Bush Gardens, I found it interesting, is not canceling their haunt. I'm curious as to how they're going to handle that and how long those lines are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that it's going to be uh, very different from their typical offering um, but they're giving it a, a shot. I can respect that. Um, it will be interesting to see what uh, Universal's announcement is because I do know that they have um, a lot of HHN merch uh, still up in the park. I've seen uh, videos indicating that. Um, I know that there are a lot of other entities out there trying to give uh, some sort of an option. There are a lot of like drive-through, like haunted trail type options, uh, including, um, you know, a couple of big ones that are apparently involving people um, 
who have some involvement with the parks or at least used mm. to have some involvement with the parks or something. So, you know, there should be some, some really quality options out there, but uh, it's, you know, kind of uncertain because I'm sure people are scrambling to make that happen. Yeah, that, that, that could be fun. We, unfortunately around here, no one's really trying to do a whole lot. There's one place close to us that supposedly is still going through with their stuff. I'm not sure how they're going to do it because they have pretty tight quarters houses. I mean, it is out in the woods, but even at that, their houses are inside. They're not outside. So I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. I, I've been uh, kind of following the uh, drive through uh, scare down there. Uh, and, and one of my, one of the people I follow on Twitter is uh, playing a cheerleader in that so um I, i've seen a couple pictures from that uh, that's an excellent idea i'm i'm all for a drive-through haunt of any kind that like i don't know why we've not been doing that more to begin with to be honest unless it's just safety reasons but still it, it sounds like a lot of fun yeah well I, in terms of the safety i know that they've got uh lights they've got like green and red lights um to indicate when to to stop and when to, to move ahead. So hopefully that'll alleviate that. Uh, I'm really excited about it though. Uh, definitely hope to go. Um, it's something that, yeah, I think would be a good idea under normal circumstances. Uh, one of the things I always enjoyed um, back in Kentucky was the uh, Southern Lights, um, the drive-through light show um, at the Kentucky Horse Park. I uh, thought that was something that was really nice um, just to be able to go through and, and not have to get out of the car um, often because of the weather, but just in general, it's nice to have that option. And I don't see why, um, you know, Halloween you know, haunted attractions can't be the same. So another change that may be good to, uh, to see permanently. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a really good point. And uh, we, uh, I think we've only missed the Southern lights once in like the past 10 years and, and I was honestly sad about it. I, I really do enjoy that. Even though the lights don't change much, it's just nice to get out there and drive through sometimes. The whole atmosphere is really incredible there. Being able, even the part that's not drive through to go inside and, you know, have the petting zoo and the train oh, ride yeah. and all the vendors and stuff. It's, it's top notch. And yeah, we always went every year. Uh, we missed it last year, even though we were in town when it was going on, we couldn't make it happen. So I was a little disappointed uh, at that, but yeah, it's a, that sort of setup is, is top notch. I, just anything that takes place at night outside, but there's like kind of like a, you know, it draws in a bunch of people and there's, you know, kind of like a, a community atmosphere out there that you wouldn't normally see. I mean, most places like that are deserted at night under normal circumstances and to just randomly have a bunch of people out there, uh, that's that's what's magical i think you know when you're out at uh you know the disney parks the nighttime is always the best the best time to be out there and, and it really transfers over to these kinds of uh, events as well yeah that's that's a good call on that um on a uh, semi-related note to all of this i've uh i've started probably three or four days ago soaking in all the horror movies i could um Bethany and I actually on Monday basically just watched end of the world movies and disaster movies uh, all day long. Um, nice. Some of them were the worst movies I've seen in my entire life. 
but I, I like the rule was it doesn't you don't turn it off you let it play holy cow um there we watched the first one she was watching was called how it ends and i'm really there nothing happened and it and it ended but nothing really happened in the end it just ended it was like well all right that was awful it just ends. <laughs> I mean, that was, should have been the title. <laughs> um, we, we watched one, and I'm not sure how to say the city's name. It's a Korean horror film. It's all in subtitles, but it was an excellent, excellent movie. It was called Train to... It was The, the city's name is B-U-S-A-N. I don't know if okay. like Busan or how that's you say what, it. That's my assumption, yes. Uh, um, I've heard good things about that. I highly highly recommend that one uh if you don't mind the subtitles of course which i mean there are times when there are no subtitles needed but it it nailed it on the horror aspect but it understood to continue to build the characters as the movie went and keep that emotional connection so it played perfectly on the human drama while still incorporating um not Romero style zombies. I would say more like World War Z, like insanely fast zombies. But I highly recommend that one. That was the best movie of the day for me. Sounds good. I don't. Uh, I don't mind that, that them folks don't speak American. I, I think I can <laughs> deal with it. Um, and I don't. I have. I know there is a sequel at least on the way already. It's out. Um, it's out. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I couldn't find it streaming and I, I was being cheap and didn't want to pay for it, but I, I did see it existed. <laughs> That's the thing. There's so much available. If you have, um, you know, any streaming service to speak of at all. Uh, I will say that I'm still on the fence about getting shutter. Um, I had, because it. there is so much already. Shutter is good. If you want, it was a little expensive, but I mean, I think you pay for the year. Um, it was good if you really like the B movie, almost like lower level than B movie horror, where you don't really know the actors. Um, the effects aren't always great, which I love those kind of movies, and that's why I had it. Um, but I mean, every so often a legit horror movie shows up on there that is known. Um, but I, I thought it was a good service. I just didn't want to pay the amount that I had to pay. <laughs> that's the only reason I got rid of it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've got, there's there's so much available already, and I like that style of horror, but I like a lot of different kinds. I, I like a good mix. Um, so it really, you know, to, to invest in a particular service, it really has to have just like everything I want to see, and I don't know that it's quite there. Um, there's plenty to, plenty to watch already, although I've got to say I'm really... Um, you know, I've really dropped the ball so far. I don't know if it's uh, baseball's gotten in the way or what the deal is. Uh, I, I made sure that I've already already dipped into um, my all-time favorite, the old staple, and watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ah, yes. um, but I really haven't haven't gotten into a, a lot of other stuff. Um, part of it is, you know, the the kid factor. Um, yeah, makes I it do tough. have to. I have very limited amounts of time that I can watch uh, something that would be, um, you know, R-rated. Um, I, uh, you know, am trying to to certainly find some some kid-friendly options. And as uh, as Emma gets a little older, that's uh, 
that's becoming easier. So it's it's nice to have a couple of things, but yeah, to watch the real, you know, heavy hitting stuff, I've got to be willing to stay up half the night. <laughs> yeah, and, and that does make it tough. And that's that's kind of what I did the other night. I, I finally sat down and watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which was, I mean, for those of us in that generation that read those in middle school and loved them in middle school, I mean, I probably checked out that book five times every school year. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it did a great job of creating a new story that was able to incorporate some of the most memorable stories. Uh, The one that stuck out to me was The Big Toe. Um, Mm, Yes. But they they did an excellent job of incorporating those into new storylines. The ending was kind of meh. But the movie leading up to that was very, very well done, I thought. I'm really curious about it. I uh, Yeah, I loved the books uh, when when I was a kid as well. Same thing. Checked them out from the school library all the time. And the cover alone was terrifying. Oh, yeah. I have very clear memories of riding home because I lived way deep out in the country, uh, you know, <laughs> when, uh, when I was a a kid and that kind of fits uh, with the theme of some of the stories and I have clear memories of, of riding home and going through like these very kind of densely you know, looked a little bit like your background actually um, <laughs> kind of densely wooded areas and reading these these scary stories and and yeah being pretty pretty legitimately creeped out the the movie actually opens within the first 10 minutes you actually see the scarecrow um, nice. So they did. The, they do throw him in there as well. That's uh, awesome. I um, that's honestly at this point probably the best one I've watched. I started like you said, kind of the staples. I started Nightmare on Elm Street, but I haven't had time to finish it because of the same reason. Although my oldest son has suddenly shown an interest in wanting to watch a horror film. He's teetering on the edge of whether or not he feels like he could handle it. I'm fully willing to let him watch. And I'm trying to pick like uh, more mild titles. Sure. Um, however you want to say it, Krampus, Krampus. Um, he, I, that's the one I was going to introduce him to because I felt like something that's a dark comedy with a horror element would be best. Yeah. Uh, I was close and then... I don't remember what it was, but we were watching something and it freaked him out. And I was like, nope, I, I think we've got to wait. <laughs> we're huh. not quite there yet. Uh, I'm curious to know what it was that, that scared him. It's, um, I can't it's, remember it's a, what it was. It's really <laughs> tough to, to find out where that line is. Like Emma's the same way. I mean, she's totally on board. You know, I talk about horror nights and she wants to go to that and, um, you know, she's definitely, she's always had an inclination towards kind of, um, you know, slightly creepier stuff. She's real into like goosebumps and, um, you know, just things along, along those lines. Um, so I think she will be there at some point. Um, it's, you know, how much I can get away with letting her, uh, <laughs> yeah. experience, um, so yeah, I'm on the fence. I, and, and, you know, then you do kind of step over the line occasionally. I let her watch this, uh, this Bigfoot movie, um, <laughs> last year and she still talks about 
you know, having nightmares about that. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. It's tough. I, and honestly, Aiden's thing right now is he get he gets on YouTube and falls down these Marvel rabbit holes of like theories and uh, conspiracies and craziness with Marvel characters and then starts asking me questions and I, he gets so deep into it. I have no clue what he's talking about most of the time. <laughs> Although he does often ask me, and I'm guessing it comes up in his videos, what my favorite horror movie is and that's not an easy question to answer a lot because of what you said earlier because i don't look at it as oh here are a thousand movies they're all the same kind of horror because it's not i mean like whether it's visceral or just straight zombie or supernatural or like something in your mind like i feel like i would have to pick something from every single horror genre rather than say oh there's this one ultimate movie yeah pretty much I, I think everybody's got like one particular area they're not super crazy about but in general yeah I mean the more subgenres and and tropes and subjects there are the better and you know I mean you got to keep things fresh they you know horror movies have been made for you know what we're over a century now really yeah. and you know, it's it's tough to keep having new stories and new ideas, and you know, it's you almost have to be welcoming uh, to all sorts of different subgenres, or you're going to run out really fast. Yeah, I, I uh, as far as genre, that part of the subgenre that I'm not a huge fan of, I've never, and like I feel like for a lot of people, they just like, what is wrong with you? I'm not huge on the slashers or the gross-out horror, with the exception of, like, the ones who made slashers. Like, Halloween, Friday the 13th, I give those a pass just True. because those created the genre. But, like, gross-out horror gets annoying to me after a while. Like, it doesn't make me sick or anything. I just get bored with it. It's like, okay, I've seen this 15 times now. Can you do something? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would bring up... Uh, my rebuttal to that and saying the movie we watched last year basket case i could handle that because <laughs> i wasn't even sure what i was watching most of the time yeah well and that's you know sometimes the the worse something is the more enjoyable it is and the the weirder you know their horror has always had a comedic effect and you know i'm completely down to embrace that and you know you're talking about the the area of horror that you're not crazy about and i'm kind of the same way um mine is um stuff dealing with like i guess the the ocean but more specifically sharks um kind of the same way jaws is a classic gotta love it but shark attack movies get really old really fast and the one that um, I've seen at all recently that I enjoyed was Sharknado because <laughs> it's hilarious and it doesn't take itself at all seriously. And there's and, an excellent riff tracks of that as well. Oh, most definitely. Oh, that's the, that's what I've been watching a lot lately. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, Pluto TV and nice. um, they have an, an all uh, riff tracks channel and an all mst3k channel oh, and awesome. you know i'm i'm good so but yeah i mean even subgenres that 
I'm not crazy about. If you add a little comedy to it, I'm a lot more likely to be on board. I, I actually had one of those recently. Um, I, I agree. The whole the whole shark attack genre gets pretty tiring pretty fast because there's only so many ways you could have someone be attacked by a shark. Yeah. Um, before I say that, the one movie that I saw criticized the most was The Mag because apparently it, it didn't come off as being self-aware. Like it was almost like they were trying to make something that wasn't possible with that ridiculous concept. But outside of that, uh, Deep Blue Sea was recommended to me recently. And I, I knew about it. Like I remember it coming out and I said, some guy, some guy I talked to was saying, Oh, we're watching the third movie. I was like, there's three of them. And he said, just go watch it. They're fun movies. And they really are. They're just ridiculous, self-aware fun movies. Yeah, I uh, I watched Deep Blue Sea in the theater um, and then didn't see it again until a year or two ago. And uh, I did uh, come back and watch it. And that's one I actually let Emma watch. <laughs> and uh, she seemed to like it pretty well. That's um, So maybe that's a good uh, entry into horror for kids. Yeah. Um, because it's not quite as... I don't know, not, not quite as just utterly terrifying, um, especially if you have like some separation. I mean, we still lived in a landlocked area back then, so <laughs> you didn't have to worry about that. Maybe now it would be a little different yeah. being on the coast, but um, yeah, it it's not a bad way to, to get into the genre. Yeah, and I like, outside of that genre, one of my favorite movies I don't feel like I can show to either of my kids right now is Slither. And strangely enough, I don't feel like most people know what that movie is. And uh, the receptionist of that movie, funny enough, is who plays Pam Beasley in the office as the receptionist. And she is hilarious in that movie. But uh, it's, of course, at the time, he wasn't quite as big. But uh, it starred, I, his name escapes me right now, but the guy who uh, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and this is going to bother me, so I'm going to have to look this up. But I don't feel like I can show it to the kids because, you know, there's a lot of body explosions and worms crawling out of people's mouths. Uh, <laughs> Michael Rooker, is that his name? I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'm, I'm, yes, Michael Rooker, um, who would later on... Uh, be in Guardians of the Galaxies, but Slither was a 2006 movie. Uh, oh, wow. And it was uh, Michael Rooker, Elizabeth Banks, and uh, Nathan, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but it's the guy from Firefly. Okay. So it was, I mean, it was a decent cast. It just, for some reason, people just didn't know the movie. No, I, uh, I, I haven't seen it. Um, I kind of assumed that it was about the, uh, about Velvet Revolver. Um, <laughs> apparently that's not the case. That's even scarier. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Scariest super group ever. Old men playing metal. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. This, you know, <laughs> each of them had stuck with their, uh, original bands would be, all be better off. I, I agree. Although wasn't wasn't Scott Weiland involved in that at some point, or was he? Yes, 
Yeah, oh yeah, so. no, that's that's them. It was Scott Weiland and and basically Guns N' Roses. This is back oh, then. that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, outside of that, uh, the only other horror that I've really been into is the book you've recommended to me, which I'm almost done with, uh, is My Best Friend's Exorcism. I've got about, I'm listening to the audio book, I've got about two hours or so left, and it's driving me crazy because I can only listen to it in segments, and it's gotten to the good part now. Like, it's gotten to where everything is just going nuts. And of course, I can't ever find time to listen to it. Um, the, like, I like it. The only complaint, and I've, I actually told you this yesterday, um, is it builds up in the beginning and it really grabs you. And then the middle is just like, bleh, and nothing happens for like chapters. And like, I'm kind of understanding now that that was all setting up what's happening now, but that was a lot of setup. Man, you already told me that yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, you know, we've talked as you've gone through the book and it is just, I have, I don't think I've ever remembered less about a book that I enjoyed. I, I don't get it. And it hasn't so been that long. I, I think I read it, what, maybe six months ago. And I'm just <laughs> I've pretty much drawn a blank, but I do remember, um, yeah, it kind of dragging and maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but yeah, it does pick up. Uh, in the end and uh, you know there's you know it, you're you're rewarded for your patience it's uh, it's things are starting to go nuts right now I, I'll have it finished by this weekend I'm looking up now to see if there's an actual page there's not a page yet but uh, it did get picked up as a movie of course the stupid virus is screwing all that up too so who knows when that'll actually happen sure but well, the director they got was the guy who did Penny Dreadful, which was uh, oh. uh, pretty good. And the Happy Death Day writer, who I thought Happy Death Day was an excellent movie. Happy Death Day to you was okay. It, it just couldn't capture. I think they should have left it at one because it was another good self-aware, just over-the-top stupid horror that made you laugh. Sure. Yeah, that was one, oddly enough, like, I feel like I've seen it because I haven't, but I listened to a podcast review of it that was, like, very spoiler heavy, and so I, I feel like I've seen it. Um, <laughs> what I remember from the review specifically is they said for a PG-13 horror, it was very good, and oh, you yeah. don't often get that with, with one that holds back and gets that PG-13 rating. Huh. You know, I didn't think about that. It was, it was PG-13. And that's true. Like, it's, there's not a ton of blood. I mean, there's not a ton of cussing. It's just straightforward Groundhog Day, but in a horror format. Man, and is that ever, like, the like the big trope lately? Um, what was the Palm Springs the movie that's like basically Groundhog Day. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and then I heard, I don't know, some sort. I heard an ad for a, a book recently um, that, again, basically just a, a different, different version of Groundhog Day. So that's uh, become a really common storyline. So that's just where we're stuck now, I guess. Exactly. Every day there's another Groundhog Day ripoff, but. You know, uh, when you and I went to 
HHN a couple of years ago. Was the was the Happy Death Day house there that year, or was it the year after? It must have been the year after. Um, okay. I didn't go the year after. I know you did. Um, Happy Death Day is Blumhouse, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it was in that god-awful horrors of Blumhouse house. Yeah, and they did do that, I think, both years. Oh, yeah. It was, it was insidious and sinister for us. Yeah, and I feel like one other. Oh, The Purge, yeah. Purge, like, <laughs> scare zone and everything. Yeah. That was pretty good, actually. That was that. Uh, that was one of the two houses that legit made me jump, and it was because I was right about to walk out the door, and a guy popped out at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, the other house was the house that blew me away. Is the other house that made me jump was Scarecrow because that had the queue that had the guy in the in the cornfield as you went through the queue. Yeah, and then like that house was just well. Like sure, theming and everything was amazing. Yeah, it was uh, featured what Boondocks from the Psychopathic uh, Records lineup. <laughs> yes, um, but it was kind of that theme. Um, yeah, I was trying to think. I was telling somebody, and I don't even remember. It may not have even been HHN. It may have been the, the Halloween Haunt at Kings Island. But I was trying to remember the house we went to that was so dark that they gave you a rope and everybody yeah, that was, was in line. Okay, that was, I was uh, telling somebody guy. about that. Yeah, and I can't even remember who I was telling about it, but they were just like, "No, I <laughs> happened." So, but I, I thought it was fun. That house, I feel like would be better if I didn't spend 90% of it apologizing to people for running. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you put a lot of trust in the person in the front of the line. And they <laughs> could always true. just drop the rope and walk out. <laughs> just take off. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting concept though. The, the best, like, cause I do like that they used like touch as something you had to like, you had to touch that wall to stay along the wall and there were faces on it and hands and all that. Um, I think the best room of all, like as far as a scare was the room where you came around a corner and there was a guy in the room and you would get a quick strobe and every time he would just be in your face and somebody else's face as it went yeah. through. That was, that was probably the, the best setup room of that whole, of that whole night. Um, sure. The haunt, the haunt could use a reboot, uh, and I know I, I know we talked about this a year ago, but uh, I didn't get to go last year. Obviously, it's not happening this year. But apparently, scare zones were just non-existent last year, which makes me sad. So I hope a year break maybe gives them something to kind of build up to next year. Uh, I hope. Yeah. Assuming. Perfect. Go ahead. For a smaller park, they, they do an excellent job ordinarily. So, yeah, I hope they can, can maintain that. Yeah, and I'm assuming, and this could be a big assumption, I don't know, that life will be mostly normal by the time HHN rolls around next year. So I do already have my reservation at Cabana Bay in nice. September of next year. Uh Part of the reason we went ahead, we had it in October initially, moved to September. Last time we went in September, that park was dead. I mean, you could walk onto anything every day we were in Universal, and wow. it was incredible. So assuming that 
that there's some sort of vaccine and spread levels are down and you can be normal again in life. Um, HHN 30, I mean, it's got to be good. I don't see them not going all out for that. They've even, you can buy, you were talking about the merch, you can buy the music of HHN and it has all the icons on the front of it. Nice. They've, uh, well, they've got an extra year to prepare. So I'm sure they were already going to go big to start with. Um, I hope for your sake, since you are staying at Cabana Bay, that they do something like what they did last year and have uh, some sort of interactive area within the hotel. Last year, they did a Stranger Things uh, area that I did not get to see, even though I too stayed at Cabana Bay. The hours <laughs> didn't work out, but um, something like that, just a, a little extra before you even get in the park would be really nice. Yeah, I... Uh... I look forward to that. I mean, I I hope this Halloween season at least like is somewhat fun. I mean, obviously between horror movies and everything, I'll make it fun. But yeah, I um I do hope this area starts bringing in a little more because they actually just canceled our Scarefest event uh, in uh, in Lexington because and not because of the virus necessarily. But because construction got delayed so much on the building that they were supposed to have it in, the building won't even be ready until next year now. Oh, no. Yeah, so because uh, actually I get asked quite often to volunteer for that event. Yeah. Um, and they do bring, like, I mean, Kane Hodder and all those guys uh, show up to that pretty much every year. The Ghost Hunters yeah. guys do. So it looks like it'd be a fun event. I don't. I think I've only gone once and it was a very small event back when I went. So I, I'm hopeful. We'll, we'll see, I guess what the season brings. Um, who knows? I'm surprised that they were going with a new venue there. That's uh, I figured that it would just be the same as always. But. It, it's kind of the same. Uh, what has happened is they demolished what was once heritage hall. It's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's gone. By the way, um, that's different. Uh, and they're building like an entire new conference center, basically. So that entire area is just one big construction pit, and has been for a, probably a year and a half now. And wow. I, they, the plan was they would be done this summer, and it'd be no big deal. And actually. Uh, it was going to align with the thriller parade this year and they were going to partner up and all these cool things and it all fell through. So. As did basically everything this year. <laughs> Ain't taking that a, the truth. Taking a huge <laughs> mulligan for the whole year. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, just make the most of the, the season. Um, I was never a huge fan of fall as a kid for some reason and somewhere along the line it just picked up between halloween and football baseball playoffs and fall festivals and all this stuff and now i love it and i look forward to it every year and i see no reason not to make to try to make it uh make it work um i started um uh, actually a, a show I know you're watching um, we talked about this I did go ahead and pull the trigger and start uh, reading uh, Lovecraft Country nice um, so yeah. I uh, will have to compare uh, yeah as you go because the show 
is good, but it's not doing a good job of character development. Interesting. It's like it started the first episode developing them, and then about halfway through, they were like, meh, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very early into it uh, right now, um, and I'm already liking it, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go from here. Um, Because, you know, from what you've told me of the show, I mean, the the book could go in a totally different direction for all I know. Yeah, and I I won't give show spoilers away in case you're going to watch it, but um, I started season four last night and it did not keep my, or season four, episode four last night, it did not keep my interest at all. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood for it or what. Um, but I turned it off. I'm going to give it another shot this weekend. Um, if I, I'm building a privacy fence, so if I get that done, I'll get it a, a give it a shot this weekend. Then people can't, people won't know that you're watching it. So <laughs> that's right. Actually, uh, funny enough, once we get it done, my goal is to uh, put our projector on the back of our house to watch movies. So I guess everybody will know what I'm watching at that point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's still pretty fun. I I can't for the life of me remember why we ended up not doing that. I think we just didn't have an extension cord that went uh, far enough across the yard. <laughs> um, so we got the big inflatable projector screen. Which is fun. Yeah, it was okay. It was kind of a pain to get out. We ended up only doing it a couple times, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool idea. It's something we don't have the opportunity to do now. So yeah, yeah, while you have that that chance, by all means, make it happen. (laughs) I uh, I ongoing um, uh, through this season. My plan is to um, delve into as much horror as we can um as we were going to do last year i would like to watch a couple terrible movies and discuss those with uh, everyone on here Absolutely. and um i i certainly want to uh hear about uh, fall festivals and the land where the sun hate you uh <laughs> i uh I, I i i look forward to that and i i am trying to commit this time to not do what we did last time and this time I would like, my goal is to, to put something out weekly. I can't promise a certain day, but as we can get to it, we'll get to it. Uh, my life is a little less chaotic now because working from home, I can put the kids to bed or at least the tiny one, the big ones do whatever they do. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's easier for me to jump on later, get something recorded and in a day or two, get something up. So I can't promise what day I'm going to put stuff out, but my goal is to have something weekly from here on. And I, I hope that's true this time. <laughs> well, you are the, the true workhorse of this podcast. You do uh, all the, the editing and organize everything. You have a way busier life in general at home um and i'm pretty much just along for the ride and and having fun with it so whatever you can manage works for me and we'll we'll make it happen as best we can all right and uh with that we will uh we will say goodbye on this episode i hope you enjoyed it as i said um from here going forward i hope to have a video format and then spotify apple podcasts 
and Stitcher all have this as well. Just search on an unrelated note if you want to listen on a different medium. And we will see you later. All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>